getting into tech is not easy for some, especially underrepresented folks. It also doesn't help that the hiring practices that we rely on are fueled with old thinking and technology. Come on now, long application and inadequate job requirements. How am I supposed to qualify for an internship or an associate role and you ask for five years plus of experience? Now, where is that coming from? Unfortunately, hiring is oftentimes based on who you know and where you went to school, not skill. This is why diversity in AI specifically is important and tech in general. If you've never had this problem, how would you know how to solve it? What's up, go-getters? Welcome to Get Into It Podcast. My name is Jay Amanda. I'm a UX researcher, international psychology student, mama, and so much more. I leverage my experience in corporate America, interesting stories from my personal life and academia to deep dive into complex topics such as culture and tech from a psychological standpoint, all while trying to balance everything successfully. All right, let's get into it. What's up, go-getters? It's your host, Jay Amanda. Thank you for being here. Last month, we celebrated Women's History Month, and I just want to thank all of my guests for joining me. It was a joy having you on, and I hope that you all enjoyed listening to us as well. So I wanted to give a quick shout out to my new listeners. I was looking at the analytics and Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) I saw that we are live and downloaded in the US, the UK, Russia, Somalia, Zimbabwe, and India coming through strong. Thank you. I love each and every one of you. It has been a joy recording this and sharing my journey with you all. It's just really cool that there are people actually listening to me and (laughs) it's amazing. So um, definitely let me know who you are on social media, get into a pod or SciTechJ, P-S-Y-T-E-C-H-J-A-I. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This gives me so much encouragement to keep going and work as I get better with bringing more content to you all as well. So, all right, let's get into it. Now, this month, I'm going to try something new because I want to go straight into the episode um, more so than do the tidbits that we were doing. And I want to make sure that I'm using uh, good use of your time and my time. So I'm always trying to play with something new when it comes to the, the audio software Um, So thank you for sticking with me through that, Uh, because when I am recording with a guest, it sounds a little choppy and that's just not cute and I'm not okay with that. So (laughs) the theme for this month is UX. And as you know, I am getting into UX. And while I've had such a positive outlook on this journey, eh, it's starting to get annoying. 
Now, I have been so blessed and honored to speak to students at the tech school that I went to and just recently the cognitive science, computer science, and some UX students at Rutgers. Little humble flex there. And I'll repeat it for you. I spoke to students at Rutgers. That's correct. I did say that. Now, let me tell you, that was, wow, that was so amazing and so fun. Uh, But it made me think, why is it that no one is really telling us how to get into UX? Because there's a lot that's um, kind of up in the air. You don't really know, right? And that's how I felt, too, uh, when I first started this journey um, a year ago. And you... Give us these stats and the potential salary for this field, but no one really breaks it down. Like, why is that? I don't get I I honestly just do not get it. Then when you do talk to some people that are already in this field, some are some serious gatekeepers. And the last time that I checked, UX doesn't belong to anyone or any type of person. So let's break down what UX really is, shall we? Well, all right. So the U is for user and the X is for experience. UX equals user experience. And what is studied is how to improve the user or customer's experience with a product or a good. What is done is basically combining elements of design, psychology, technology, Uh, research, and business to provide the best experience for your user. A UX should be invisible. And what I mean by that is that your user should be able to navigate or use a product or website with ease and intention. Now, it seems that many companies are starting to realize that UX is important, but there are still many that are far, oh, far behind. (laughs) I interviewed for a big tech company that said their diversity plan basically should be in full effect by 2030. Yeah. Sir, ma'am, we're in 2021. Why was diversity and inclusion not already in your plan? And why does it take that long to hire more women, more people of color, more disabled people, more vets? and more folks within the LGBTQIA plus community. I mean, honestly, is it really that hard? No, it's not. Because if I can make a call for 50 participants to do a heuristic evaluation, which is basically uh, testing the functionality of an app or website and record it to make possible amendments to implement after testing, basically, that's what that is. Then I know the young can utilize your power to do more efficient hiring. That is a no-no and shame on you. Getting into tech is not easy for some, especially underrepresented folks. It also doesn't help that the hiring practices we rely on are fueled with old thinking and technology. Long applications and inadequate job requirements. How am I supposed to qualify for an internship or an associate role, and ask you ask for five plus years of experience. Where is that coming from? Unfortunately, hiring is oftentimes based on who you know and where you went to school. 
not skill. This is why diversity in AI specifically is important. If you've never had this problem, how are you going to solve it? But, you know, that's my tangent. (laughs) It just does not make sense to me that getting into such a field of technology is so damn hard. So in order to get into what you would have to know (laughs) is part of UX, which is confusing all in itself. So I'm going to tell you that your talents, your past experiences, they really are transferable into UX. So don't let anyone tell you any differently. There's design, research, uh, UI, which is the design of the front end of the website or the app, like icons, navigation, you know, The user's happy path is what we call it. You can do writing, visual design, and the list goes on and on. But these are the most popular. And usually people start in UX or they have a UX UI job, which I think should get paid more simply because, I mean, you're essentially doing two jobs, but hey, I'm not the hiring manager. Anywho. What I have learned is that your network really is your net, N-E-T, worth. I am not being cocky when I say this, I promise. But just like everybody can't be your friend, you just can't connect with any and everybody on LinkedIn. When you're in the market for your next career, um, your next stop in this your job world, your LinkedIn connections, you really need to know them. Now, you don't have to have Sunday dinner with them, but y'all should be able to add to each other's life or connect with uh, other people, connect each other with other people. LinkedIn is a strategic move, basically, and you should look at it as so. It's not IG where you're trying to get a blue check, You're trying to get a freaking career and grow. So don't be foolish on that end. I've had to um, unfollow and (laughs) uh, unlink a lot of people when I was just starting out because I was told to accept people just because, you know, you may go to the same school or you may be doing the same job. No, 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 no. (laughs) You don't need to do that. They can just follow you or you can follow them. Your connections on LinkedIn needs to be uh, purposeful. And as far as what I've experienced uh, is that I will have recruiters, not all of them, because I've had some really amazing recruiters at IBM and LinkedIn specifically, but there are some (laughs) and some hiring managers that just make me pause and think. Like, Okay, I'm a part of a few Slack groups and some LinkedIn groups. And I try to do my, you know, my little thing thing (laughs) by networking. But I make it known that I'm a newbie, which was also something that I was told not to do, which is terrible advice. Terrible. And I'm going to tell you why. Based on your resume, your resume will tell people what position that you are qualified for, not the position that you are applying for. So you have to be 
very careful, very intentional, um, and take your time when you're doing your resume. And yes, your resume probably needs to be different every time you apply to a job, especially if that job is different or in a different field or they ask for different requirements. There's something that needs to be you know, matched on that application within your resume. Now, <laughs> when I make it known that I'm a newbie in this field, I get sent these senior roles, again, because of my resume and probably because I have a master's, well, getting a master's, as you know. And look, I appreciate the confidence that these people have in me, but we both know what's going to happen at the end. And I will say or be told that I am not hired because of the lack of experience. Now, I'm okay with that. It just lets me know, okay, I need to go harder, learn more, get more experience. But then the other day, for example, a role was sent to me and I said that I applied, but I knew I was not going to get it just because of the seniority of the role and the requirements. I know that in this field, I'm not there yet. If I was doing something else, absolutely, I'd take it. Um, But... (laughs) I also applied for an internship with the same company. I didn't get either, but when I reached out to the person that sent the role in the first place to ask why they sent it to me and also to inform them that the internship role that I applied for was no longer available on the website, y'all, I got ghosted. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been ghosted by a recruiter or a hiring manager, to be honest with you. So that was new. I can promise you that I never, never go to race. And it's just because it's just not my fallback. But I immediately thought, wait, was I serving a diversity, serving as a diversity candidate? I mean, I could have very well been but that made me feel so sick if that really was the issue or the reason why they told me to apply specifically after my posts of saying that I was a newbie. So before I applied to another role, I took all of that, how I was feeling, notes from various um, interviews and how I responded, how I felt. I wanted to make sure I took note of all of that. And I needed to make sure that I had three main questions answered. So this way for me, I know that I'm one, not a diversity hire (laughs) solely, and that I'm actually being valued at this company and that they um, were hiring based on my skill. And unfortunately, we see, like I said earlier, A lot of companies hire based off of one who you know, which is why networking is super important and based on, you know, where you go to school. So all of this comes into hand. So yes, I'm a little bit in my feelings, at least right now, (laughs) because I've been positive for almost mm, nine months. I've been applying and interviewing for about nine months now. And, you know, there are big companies, startups, and, you know, that are building products for better hiring practices. 
but for some reason, they aren't being utilized like I feel they should. Instead, most companies are relying on ATS to get apps in. So my questions are, can I grow? What are your views on race equity in the company and its role? And what does the career path look for look like for this role specifically based off of where I am now? Y'all, I have to tell you <laughs> all this because it wasn't and it isn't easy for everyone. And some things are unfair, but at the same time, I know that I'll get there when I break into this field by either creating my own path or by working for someone else. And to be honest, I'm not mad at that entrepreneur life. <laughs> I'm really not. I actually have some news to share, but I cannot share that until later in the year. I'm really sorry about that, but just know that it's worth it. So now, please, please, please do not take what was said today to scare you out of UX. Go for it seriously, especially if you're a person of color, because we need you. The world needs your perspective. It may be hard for you, but then again, it may be easy for you. Either way, don't give up. Always bring your whole self. There is a place for you where you are a huge value and that's where you're really going to thrive. Sometimes it just takes time. <laughs> so this episode, I really just wanted to share with you all the tough side of getting here but the next episode and going forward, I'm going to cover what are the basics in UX research, and then we'll touch on design and a few more other, a few more things within UX. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Get Into It podcast. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure you subscribe, comment, and share with others. Also, make sure you follow us on social media, IG, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Let me know what you thought of today's podcast. I upload episodes every week on Tuesdays. Until then, peace, love, and light. Go get us. <laughs>